Welcome to Exotic Liability number 20. 2-2. 2-2. 2-9. 2-3. 2-2. 2-2. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> We've unfortunately lost Karen for this podcast. She had to go watch a baseball game. Yeah, whatever. So much for priorities. Oh, she doesn't like us anymore because we keep pranking on her. I about to say, cause, no, it's, well, that and we keep trying to trade her. Whatever. You know what? She was she was talking about being too busy at Con and Black Hat, so we should do the uh, the unbeknownst to Karen um, DJ Jackalope lookalike contest. Oh, that'd be cool. And we could have them all show up. Yeah. And then we could do like a little flash mob around wherever she is and see if anybody really can recognize her. We should <laughs> we should submit that to an actual. I'm the real. I'm the real DJ Jackalope. No, I'm, no, I'm gonna not. I'm gonna email Jeff and be like, hey, can we do a looks like you know look-alike contest for DJ Jackalope. <laughs> I think it'd be fucking awesome. funny. And then we'll just have her show up to the contest without telling her what the fuck's going on and be like, I need you here right now. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. So we have, uh, <laughs> we have Christian Rio, uh, a.k.a. Dildog, on, uh, he's going to be speaking to us about uh, Veracode and about source the Source Conference, which started off in Boston and is barely now has a Barcelona brand yeah, as well. Yeah, Val and I are supposed to be going nice. after uh, BrewCon. How horrible. Yeah, it's going to suck. <laughs> you know, it's going to suck to be out there for a while not working. Yeah, and uh, Christian was also one of the guys who helped revive from the ashes uh, Loft Crack and wrote a bunch of stuff while he was involved in Loft. So give him a call. Woo! Hello. Hey, Christian. It's uh, Ryan and Chris from Exact Liability. Hey, how's it going? Good, What's man. Up? How are you? All right. So we we uh, we actually spoke a little while ago to to Chris about Lovecraft and kind of mentioned that when I was introducing you about how you had helped write it and and then uh, you were yeah things uh, things going pretty well with that so far. Yeah. No. Uh, things uh things are things are great. I. Uh, you know, I've had a uh, pretty pretty straightforward time of uh, dealing with uh, customer response and whatnot. A um, little bit of a uh, little bit of a hang up with a registration system. Uh, you know, there's nothing ever goes perfectly, but uh, yeah, that's uh, small potatoes. You know, I think uh, the uh, given the given the volume of stuff that's changed, uh, a lot of people don't always see the the stuff that goes on in the background or writing a piece of software like that but um, you know when you have to support uh, 64-bit operating systems and uh, you know previously that wasn't even you know on the radar right <laughs> yeah like that, that kind of thing just uh, you know suddenly it's like you thought it was going to be a lot easier then all of a sudden it's like wait a minute there's all this stuff on the new operating systems you've got, you've got like uh, I've got like nine more versions of Windows as part. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And so, it's like six years, I think. You know, between the last version and then the, the version that we just pushed out. So yeah, it's it's been a it's been a bit of a, a interesting challenge. Uh, but you know, I think uh, some of the stuff that's coming up in the next release and some of the point releases is going to uh, uh, make up for some of the fun. You know. Cool. And then you guys, yeah. you guys actually released that um, a few weeks ago at Source, right? Yeah, we uh, announced it and we kicked off the beta program officially. You know, started collecting, uh, uh, you know, some key users, you know, people who were 
really interested in giving us feedback. Uh, you know, it's worth its weight in gold, uh, you know, for the most part. You know, it's pretty rare to find people that uh, will give you meaningful feedback at this stage. Uh, that said, uh, you know, a conference like Source is a great place to, uh, to find, uh, you know, involved technical people uh, and, and administrators who actually care, you know. Right. Now, now you actually were one of the creators or founders of Source, right? The, the actual company. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, that's one of my uh, uh, one of my uh, interesting little you know fun things that I've been doing for the last couple of years. I uh, have been kind of in the background, uh, you know, making uh, some of the technical uh, side of Source happen, um, participating in the advisory board. We have a pretty strong. Uh, advisory board which is one of the better uh, things about sources uh, you know we ensure that all the talks are absolutely of the highest quality because uh, you know what you can't do is you know have a conference that purports to sort of blend business and technology but then kind of peter out of the technology part you know right. that would kind of kill the kill the point you know of, of both educating the the, the business business folks and making the technical people a little bit more useful possibly <laughs> <laughs> right on <clears throat> so so what's that like i mean you know the the building conference thing i mean uh, is, uh, did you just want to pull your hair out <laughs> well i can tell you that um and in this economy and then i hate absolutely hate saying that phrase because uh i've heard it so many times and it's starting to lose meaning i hope that it does lose meaning um <laughs> but in this economy, it's not a great time to be starting anything. Um, you know, startups are notoriously difficult, and, um, you know, I'm just glad that, you know, we've had the kind of participation that we've had so far. You know, Source has actually been, um, you know, a blessing. <laughs> you know, we've known all the right people to get things going. Um, you know, we've been able to secure some of the top-notch speakers, uh, you know, and for a small conference, you know, being able to, you know, have the technical caliber that we've had, you know, it's been a real, real, it's made it a lot easier. You know, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people getting started, you know, with a smaller regional conference or, you know, something coming out of, an, out of academia or whatever, going to have a, a lot harder time, uh, you know, commanding to the top-notch speakers. Um the, one of the advantages of source from that department is, is you know, if you, if you go, you're definitely going to be hanging out with the right people. You know, I, I, I really enjoy the company uh, and the conversation. You know, I there isn't a moment when I'm not having like some kind of crazy fun technical conversation. You know, it's uh, you know, but then you know, the, like the 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 conference has got events that are organized around you know like building your your rolodex a bit too you know so if you actually work in the industry uh you know you're going to be you know brushing shoulders with some of the, the venture capitalists in the area and you know we we're working on spreading out you know pretty early um you know boston was a pretty uh, successful conference the first year um the second year well uh, uh, we 
you know, actually got invited back to the same hotel, which is great. Um, I <laughs> you know that other conferences have had had difficulty with that. Uh, you mean you mean like the Monte Carlo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I remember that. <laughs> dude, yeah, <laughs> very few people do, but I do. Uh, dude, um, I was like, yeah, we're never coming back here. And then we got banned yeah. from all the Wynn hotels at that point. I'm pretty sure there's still stuff inside the walls there because uh, <laughs> they're building that hotel when we were when we were when we showed up. Yeah, yeah, they were they were supposedly putting the finishing touches on it, and then we left, and they had a yeah. lot more finishing to do. Then then all of a sudden, all the satellite dishes were gone. Where did they go? Like <laughs> <laughs> now we have more finishing touches to do. But uh, yeah, now I, I, I have some interesting stories for that. But that's for another day. But, yeah, uh, you know we've we've. You know, I think the the audience for for conferences has definitely grown up a little bit too, which has helped. Uh, yeah, no <laughs> I kidding. Haven't had, I haven't had to bail anybody out yet, which is great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So you know, the, the whole the whole idea behind Source though was to to get a conference together that kind of represented the uh, well, I don't know the. The, the aging hacker populace, or the uh, <laughs> you know the people who the, who, you, who used to you know be hackers in their basements that are now you know have, you know have through letter uh, job titles you know the, that's the, that's sort of the reality of the situation now you know you've yeah. got you know a, a situation where uh, you know absolutely everyone says you know that they found it at stake it was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's at least what uh, like three dozen founders of at stake now. That's right, and you know, I think I think to some extent, you know, we've gotten to the point now where you know, you know, I, at the time when I don't know when I was at at stake, there were probably about four or five hundred qualified security professionals in the world, and I, I think, uh, you know, now now there's six. You know, it's probably <laughs> now there's six. <laughs> And there's a well, whole bunch of people know, think, with CISSPs. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, at this point, you know, a lot of these uh, smaller consultancies, you know, all have somebody from, from AtStake or, you know, have, you know, the, you know, the, I don't know, I don't know. we've got, we've got uh, definitely gotten to the point now where the, the, the role of the security architect and the, uh, security consultant has really been formalized. You know, it, you, we weren't quite sure what you were going to get maybe 10 years ago when we started companies like like Stake. Right. And it's, you know, as that is solidified, you know, the needs uh, in, in terms of, you know, job growth and, and um, you know, what kinds of, uh, you know, companies these consultants are going to end up working for, you know, that, that started to solidify, you know, and as, as a result, you know, the sort of free-for-all conference is less and less useful as well. You know, you need a conference that, yes. you know, if you're going to spend a lot of money, you know, you're going to spend a couple thousand bucks, you know, on travel and your company's time and, you know, uh, and you're not going to necessarily walk away with, uh, you know, a CISSP or something like that. You know, you, what you're going to do is you're going to walk away with, uh, you know, better industry knowledge about, you know, products that are out there, um, technologies that are being worked on, the kinds of people and the kinds of research that are going into these things. Um, you might even find out about what's, you know, what, you know, what's coming down the pipe a year from now, you know, and that, you know, that's, again, worth its weight in gold. You know, you yeah. need to know yeah, as much as you can about this industry ahead of time, but 
you know, I think we're starting to solidify, and I think we're starting to know what's valuable, what's useful, and, you know, having a conference that, um, you know, meets a more broad need, um, you know, for the community is uh, what drove uh, Source to get started. That and uh, the fact that there was nothing in Boston. Right. <laughs> uh, you think that, you know, for the sheer volume of security companies in the, in the New England area, but specifically in the Boston area, I think there's one in New York. I think everybody has avoided doing security in New York, except for maybe the underground there. But um, <laughs> you know, well, nobody, or, or, nobody, or nobody like, starts a security company there, uh, except for maybe Upstate Inc. I, well, I think that's basically it. I think but, they uh, did you know, in, in Austin, Pierre. Too so many, you know. <laughs> right. Well, but it to start a conference here, uh, you know, we had, you know, we have, have some amazing venues and a lot of history here, a lot of culture. And the whole hacker ethics sort of thing sort of started in the whole Boston area with MIT, and that's actually why we called it Source, um, was because it was sort of a source of that uh, idea. Yeah, it was <laughs> It's not terribly deep. It has nothing to do with source code, um, but it, it has it has more to do with uh, the origin of, of uh, the industry that we uh, that we all work in. Um, yeah, cool. so that's the, you know I, I recommend everyone go. Uh, we we the Boston conference is great. Um, uh, you know that's growing every year. Um, we we're experimenting here with a new uh, European conference for the first time. We have a uh, first Barcelona coming up, and that's going to be awesome. <coughs> Barcelona is uh, a beautiful, amazing city uh, that has uh, a number of uh, security uh, companies uh, that it is home to. Um, S21 second others um, but uh, yeah we, we've got um, kind of a fledgling event starting there at the uh, uh, Catalonian Museum there that's this giant amazing museum on a hill up uh, in the middle of the city it's, if you haven't seen it yeah, you Google around you'll, you'll you'll be pretty impressed that that's the place it's pretty cool that's <laughs> nice. nice and so, and so I'm sure it's at, it's, at a hotel. It's, it's at a museum and the museum is like gold and marble and stuff like that <laughs> it's just pretty pretty freaking amazing so, you're gang- yeah, just, gangster con but we've uh, <laughs> We tried something completely different here, and, 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 and I can't wait to see what people think of it. So very cool. So um, obviously, it's a good thing that the people from DefCon, what was it, three or four at the Monte Carlo, grew yeah. up because otherwise you wouldn't be yeah. having it in a gold and and uh, yeah, <laughs> ivory museum. Well, and and we're gonna we're gonna do our best. I'll be at BrewCon before that, but I'm gonna try and come down. So I'm gonna try and bring as many cool. people from BrewCon as I can. Super, super. Oh. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, we're uh, you know excited about the uh, about the, the talks as well. Um, yesterday we just closed the, uh, the call for papers, and we're going to start pouring over the submissions we've gotten. We've got a lot of good uh, a lot of good topics. So nice. It's going to be yeah, it's going to be good stuff. We're not just going to be sitting around talking about SQL injection all day. I guarantee you. Thank God. <laughs> there's there's only so many SQL I'm injection so talks sick I can of those hear. Fucking talks. I, you know what? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's equal. It's supposed to take commands. Awesome. That's it. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how many people in Europe haven't heard about this stuff yet. So uh, we may we may do a little bit of that with uh, you know some 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 spice thrown on top of it or something. Cool. I'm not sure exactly how you how you want to describe it yet, but um, yeah, yeah. There's there's still uh, you know it's, it's a little different over there. Um, what they're still looking what they're looking for uh, is different than than. Uh, you know what you're going to see at, like, say, Black Hat Vegas, or yeah. what you might see at, you know, in an American conference here uh, down in DC or something. You know that it's going to be it's, it's a different feel, and oh, yeah. uh, you know, 
you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm checking out the reviews of uh, some of the other uh, recent events that just happened, like uh, USEC and. Uh, what was the one um, in, in in the UK? Uh, conference. Right? Conference. There was one. Um, Wasn't there Infosec uh, or something like that in the UK? That was yeah, like a Infosec, couple weeks ago. Infosec. Yeah, Vericard actually won an award there. Nice. Uh, we won a, some kind of big, kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, it was the uh, financial services uh, best. Uh, uh, best service for financial services. Right, very know. nice. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm just glad that we're winning awards now that aren't best new yada yada or you know <laughs> innovation <laughs> innovation award. You know, I'm, I'm right. I, I, love, I love innovation and all that, but you know, I kind of want the company to be winning. You know, best XXX. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, as opposed to you know just new XXX. You know? Well, I think that's so. for Mandalay Bay and the you know porn convention is best XXX. But, I mean, you can win that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, probably not going to watch your show. Well, and, and best new best new anything is is never doesn't always pay the bills. Or when you're saying you know best innovation, best new Starlet. Uh, that's right. So, um, source. The, the the speaker list as you guys go through them is that going to be released on the source website or yeah yeah if you look at the uh, the format that we've used in the past um, usually it's just a, a straight list that we'll announce at first and then uh, as we get closer to the date we'll uh, announce the actual uh, schedule of who's speaking when okay, um, cool. but I, uh, yeah and I know it's a little early but are you going to keep doing um Oh, I'm assuming you're going to keep source in Boston. That makes sense. But as far as the European, Absolutely. as far as the European one goes, are you going to start moving that one around, or is that too early to tell right now? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to see. In mean, Barcelona, uh, we're going to have to see how well that that works for people. I think uh, you know it's a great city. I've been there a few times myself. Uh, you know, um, you know, it, you know, Bar- uh, you know, Black Hat went to the forest and moved their conference to to Barcelona when they heard that we were doing it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. I, it is a great city for it, you know. I, I you know, um, so we're going to have to see how well it works. You know, I think there'll be a few conferences uh, that are going to be judging the city as well as the city judging us. You know, so very cool. And, and awesome. you, know, you had uh, mentioned Vericode. I, re- I recommend going to uh, the, the waterfront. There's the uh, there's a few uh, really interesting bars, and there's a place that does uh, that is an ice bar where you can go inside, <laughs> and they have like. Uh, it's like a big ice cube that you go drinking in. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> do they do they give you like a warm weather or cold weather coat? Yeah, they give you a coat. Yeah, yeah a little bar in Mandalay. You, nice. you write the coat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So, so, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. So you, you were talking about uh, Veracode. Why don't you give people a little insight yeah. on that? Sure, sure. Yeah, this is uh this has sort of been my labor of love for like forever. You know, um, I have no uh, uh, no regrets, but it has taken a very long time to get to the point where we are. Um, we 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 started this as an ad stake project, and I I'm pretty sure I came up with the idea for building an automated reverse engineering system when I was at the loft. Uh, so we're talking like 1999. I've been a I think that makes it officially 10 years since I came up with the idea for this thing, and now we have a company wrapped around it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I've managed to keep around uh, all of the really talented people that I've found along the way, like guys like Chris Lang and Chris Wessel, and, you know, that, the fact that we've been able to keep those guys on board and, you know, you know, keep building things that are interesting to these guys, you know, is uh, is fascinating to me. You know, I think uh, ten years is a long time to do anything. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's part of the been maybe that's been part of the challenge for me is, uh, um, you know, the last two years have really been 
you know, where the company has been taking off. You know, we've had a lot of customers. Uh, uh, we've, you know, I think gone from being a startup company to being a small company. Good. We've got like 68 employees now. Wow. Um, and, yeah, yeah we're, we're starting to grow. Um, you know, I think uh, we're making good on the promise here. Um, but I can tell you that, you know, originally when I designed the the, the, the core of the system that, you know, uh, became Veracode, it wasn't clear what this thing was going to be looking like. You know, I, I wasn't clear if it was going to be a product, if it wasn't going to be a service. You know, back in the day, it was we were calling it ASP, you know, Application <laughs> Service Provider. You know, I don't know if we're right. allowed to use that word anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I think, I think uh, you know, at one point, you know, Ad Stakes' vision for the thing was to build a robotic exoskeleton for the consultant. You know, somebody, you know, you know, spending their time doing code audits definitely could use a tool that you know picked off ninety percent of the low hanging fruit for them, right? And well, gave them a rating for everything else, you know, and told them, well, why don't you take a look at these? And you know, um, you know, that way everything gets done a lot quicker. You know, we're talking on the order of you know, 24 hours to scan, you know, a 100 megabyte C++ executable. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty big. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. We're actually, we're actually decompiling and modeling uh, C, C++, uh, Java, C Sharp, all of the common intermediate representation. So all of the scans we write, all of the security-specific um, vulnerability scans that we, that we do mm-hmm. on the model, that we build if you're executable. I mean, what Veracode does is we, you know, we take in an executable that you send us, um, and we tell you where the flaws are um, on your line of code, on your source code, but we don't actually see your source code. It's it's a binary analysis completely. Um, okay. You know, it use, uses debug symbols uh, to do the line number mapping so that we can say it's this line in the source file or whatever, um, so we can name your variables right and that kind of stuff. Um, but in general, uh, you know, the, the whole you know, purpose of the, the exercise has been to build sort of the world's best decompiler. Uh, and not everything that we, have, that, we, that we get uploaded to us has debug symbols, so we've had to do a pretty good job of dealing with uh, scenarios in which uh, the customer has uploaded something that is suboptimal, but we have to say, oh, yes, Mr., we are going to scan that thing for you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. What you to do is tell them, hey, why don't you go back and recompile that thing? We don't like it very much. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and oftentimes they can't recompile some parts of it because it's like it's you know, a big old chunk of Oracle or something, editor. it's got like a, you know, a libc or something, and you're not just going to decompile that. It's, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's just part of it. <laughs> you know, right, you link right. with it, you, you don't have the source code for it, you're not going to go find it. Um, uh, you know, just because some you know, some tool wants you to find it, you know. So it's the same kind of thing with the the tool vendors out there. You, know, you might, you know, instead of, you know, buying a Veracode solution, you know, which is a subscription, um, you know, you basically scan as much as you want for a year. It's pretty easy because you just upload the thing to the website. That's it. We keep track of the binaries for you. If, uh, you know, you know, you want to do trending across uh, multiple builds, so you can see how you're improving over time. We take care of that for you, and all that kind of stuff is kind of built into the backend system remediation. Uh, you know, we even have like a, a multiple user uh, vulnerability logging and 
conversation systems so you can talk about vulnerabilities as you're working on them. Huh. Um, nice. Based on code locality, so you can say, yeah, this this bug right here, we're, you know, we're talking about it a lot, and you can actually see that people are talking about it, and you can see the um, conversations going by and whatnot. It's pretty interesting. So, yeah, the um, yeah, so it, it enables the multiple, you know, multiple people to be getting work done, uh, which is kind of cool. So, uh, in terms of um, so, 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 in terms of the, so the, sorry, go, go ahead. Uh, just a quick question. So basically, um, what you were describing was basically how you pay a subscription for a year and gives you access to some portal form, basically. Basically, yeah, it's a portal. Um, you know, we have a web a web portal on the front end um, with a few technologies in the back, and uh, the, the primary one being the binary static analyzer. We also have some uh, dynamic analysis capability and some manual analysis capability that can all be worked in on the back end. Um, so if you wanted, uh, you know, at stakes finance, at stakes finance to come in after 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 Verico is done doing its work, uh, you know, we can have people come in and do some work on your on your on your analysis, uh, and maybe you know, uh, you know, tie that into the education system. We have an education system as well. Um, so if you wanted to learn more about what the difference is between a cross-site request forge or cross-site scripting attack or, or whatever. Um, if you want to learn what those things are all about and actually see uh, examples of how they might be exploited or what the code looks like when you screw up, <laughs> uh, you know, we have we have examples and, you know, screencasts and things like that on the back end. So there's a lot of content on the, on the back end of the system that you uh, get access to once you subscribe. It's pretty cool. Nice. That's neat. Yeah, that's yeah. that's something that a lot of people can use, uh, especially just because I know you guys do good work, and I know that a lot of the competition that you have doesn't. <laughs> and because <laughs> well, I've seen both of them. Way to do <clears throat> What's up? It's one of the things that we're not of our way to do is to measure ourselves against uh, other other tools that are out there, uh, specifically source and analyzers. Um, you know, and to a certain extent, you know, there's a certain guarantee that the source analyzers aren't going to be analyzing the whole program. You know, that right. you never link really against all just source code. You know, um, yeah, when somebody you gives did, you like 40 uh, solution files and they forget nine of them, <laughs> that's right. And it, and you know, it's, it's awfully convenient when the developers are the ones that are doing the, their own security analysis. Right. It's kind of like, yeah, okay, we're great. <laughs> <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> I, yeah, wrote, I wrote this exactly right. The reason why you want to have third party do this stuff, you know, it's it's you know when you when you when you pay a lot of money for security vulnerability analysis, what you don't want is your own guys in the back room doing it. More <laughs> right. to the point, you know, when when there's all those false positives that everybody's got, what you do want is a bunch of security experts remediating them, not your guys. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, you don't need to have them sitting down saying, "Oh yeah, I don't want to see these things ever again." No, that. Yeah, that's annoying. You know, um, <laughs> that 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 has become uh, all too commonplace um, for uh, these solutions, and you know, it, it's just not hey, that can't possibly hold up over time. You know, right. uh, so you know, we we make it a habit of not doing that, and uh, we you know are really going out out of our way to be a trusted third partner for uh, a third uh, third party uh, partner for our customers. Um, you know, there's a lot of different use cases. For what we do, mm-hmm. um, that a tool really—I mean, tools about fixing bugs, right. you know—and in the end, you know, fixing bugs is, is a good goal. But to, to a certain extent, you might just want to know how bad something is, and you might want to not—you might not be even your code. You might just want to take some binary you find out there and say, "How bad is this thing?" Yeah, you know, there's plenty of situations where I would just be like, 
I have the choice to, to buy in maybe three different products. You know, and I, I let, let's see which one. Let's see what the Veracote ratings are. You know, right? One gets an A, gets a B, one gets a D. Guess which one's not getting bought? Right. You know? right. The A you know? because it's, it's too expensive. Maybe get a chance to go to them and say, "Look, can you can you finish the bugs?" But you know, and then they can bring you know they bring it up to a B. <clears throat> Like okay, great. Now you're still gonna go with the A, right? You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 about having the opportunity to really peer into the you know into the security posture of these companies, and you know something about their attitude sometimes gets you know popped out. <laughs> you get to oh, see yeah. that when it's a tool like you know when you use a service the way you, you know Veracode is, as opposed to a tool where it's just you doing it. <laughs> right. You know right. the judge call. You know, it's really obvious when it comes back with with our with our report. You know, it's pretty clear what uh, what you got to do. So, do you think the biggest problem? Um, let me rephrase that. The biggest <clears throat> issue that causes the problems that your tool finds are they from people just not being educated in proper secure coding practice, or are they just not? Are they just dumb? I mean, <laughs> like, what what do you think the the roots the root problem uh, is? I, I think that just about uh, you know. Some of the smartest people that I know make these mistakes. You know, this is not, uh, you know, security mistakes are not, uh, you know, trivial. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, know, when, right. When, when some of the smartest people that I know and some of the, you know, mm, you know, scariest organizations that I've ever met <laughs> come to us and say, wow, we really learned something from education system, or we, uh, we, we didn't even know we had that code. Yeah, you know? <laughs> uh, that 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 that's that's really you know shows what we're what we're all about. You know, right. sometimes you know we're surprising people. I mean, you know, I I remember, <laughs> yeah, something about the decompilation process is just kind of creepy to some people. Um, <laughs> you know, we don't really go into the details of that a whole lot, and we don't need to unless people just don't really care how it works. They just are glad that it does. Right. Um, but uh, you know, when I was first building this stuff, you know, I I would feed a a binary into the to the, the decompiler, and it would often write better source code than I initially wrote for the stupid thing. <laughs> um, and that that was when I realized that there was uh, you know something really important happening here, and that was that just that uh, as long as you weren't breaking the code with your transformations, there was the potential to achieve sort of a higher level of understanding than possibly even what a human gets out of this. I mean, right. human beings are very, very good at very specific drilling down on specific problems, but, you know, our goal is to always be a little bit faster, uh, but kind of doing the same thing as what humans do when we do a uh, security review. You know, uh, be it automated or not, um, you know, one thing that we can guarantee is that we're going to cover a whole lot more, and we're going to do it a lot more reliably um, than a human being ever will. You know, I, you know, you ask a consultant, uh, even the best consultant out there, uh, to to review a piece of code, uh, and then a year later, ask him to review the same piece of code, and he'll probably tell you different things because he's a little bit grumpier. You know, a year later, uh, <laughs> or or he learned something new. Or, or yeah, exactly. You know, uh, or it's a slight, or it's a different person, and this, the code hasn't changed, or the code has changed slightly, and it's the same person. But you know, what you can't really do is expect there to be any consistency from run to run or from analysis to analysis. Um, and as a result, um, you know, an automation 
as a baseline makes a whole lot of sense. You know, if you wanted to have a humor review on top of that, again, that's great. Um, that's better. Um, but a an automated baseline makes a whole lot of sense for ensuring that you're you're moving in the right direction. Because you know, today's security isn't just about a point in time. It's not just oh, well, I got my checkbox. It's and that <laughs> checkbox is going to run out in a few months. I need to do it again because we changed so much code. Um, and as that happens, you know, um, ensuring that that the algorithms being used are, are stable and that. You know, as new techniques are discovered out there, uh, you know, let's say a, a new, you know, cross-site, whatever the hell, is just, just discovered, you know, we want to make sure that we find those, um, you know, and that those become part of the testing process. You know, we can actually go back and test your old binaries from two years ago with the security vulnerabilities of today, you know, and you just have to say, yeah, I want to do that. You know, we, right. just, you, we have a little bit of a code escrow type service where, you know, we hang on to those binaries and you can, you can run... In the older binaries against newer, uh, newer security uh, scan sets, and you know that way you can tell, you know, based on how how, how much you, know, you think that program's out there, uh, whether or not you should release a patch or not. You know, um, you know, patch might cost you a million bucks for Microsoft. You know, so right. is it worth it or not? You know, right. um, you, you know, you have to. You're know, making those kinds of business decisions is really what 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 Veracode is about. You know, it's not just about fixing bugs; it's about application risk. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that makes. I'm not uh, kind of talking to the marketing side a little bit here with that, but you know, it's, <laughs> it really is kind of where things are going. You know, it's uh, if you're going to do any more than just fix bugs, you know, that's kind of where you have to go. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, um, Christian, I appreciate you taking some time on a Saturday, man. I I uh, I know you got a family and things to do and stuff, so I appreciate you taking some time to talk to us. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And hey. and hey, where just to the Veracode site if they want to get more information, yep. people want to engage you guys. Yes, definitely uh, veracode.com uh, v e r a c o d e.com um and uh, you can send me an email to contact at um and uh, we'll definitely get back to you uh, with our uh, uh with sales finest. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, cool. we're, we we we've been happy the uh the, the podcast is is now crested a little over ten thousand plus downloads in our second month, um, for awesome. for for the month. So the first month the first month that we had podcasts thirty three hundred it was like six now or was it well three three thousand thirty three hundred so now this month we're we're over ten so so hopefully we can get you some people to actually go do some good work because uh as as far as i'm concerned you know you you guys need to be doing a lot of the work that are out there opposed to some of these other shops that you know have the paper tiger and are willing to go in for you know x X amount of dollars to try and steal the business and give back work that really doesn't say anything so uh i I hope that you know I, i urge people that if you guys have any concerns especially on, on some of these things that are the core of your business and they are the reason why your business runs and why you guys make money, you know, spend the time, do the due diligence, engage companies like Veracode to, to actually know what the risk is opposed to finding the lowest bidder to protect the highest value piece of your organization. Couldn't say that any better. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, <laughs> guys. Later. All right. Take it easy. See you, Chris. Bye-bye. Bye. That was cool. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, honey. Bye. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Oh, so uh, those are awesome. You know, we didn't, we didn't get a chance to throw out the source conference URL. It's it's sourceconference.com. So yeah. that's pretty easy to find. If you can't yeah. remember that, it's then, crypto. <laughs> yeah. Decode it on your own. If you can't find that, then just Google for Source Boston and you'll find it. Yeah. Um, it looks like the Barcelona conference is going to be September 21st through 22nd. Yep. In uh, Barcelona. And then they've already announced that the, um, the 2010 Boston conference will be at the Seaport Hotel. I think that's the same hotel they used yeah. uh, this year as well. So uh, I imagine the next couple of weeks you'll start seeing uh, – Speaker lists on that on that site as they start going through all their I know Val's submissions talking. at uh, in Barcelona, mm-hmm. and we're we're actually where, where talking about he running talk? the. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been talking that much lately, like as much as normal. But um, we were going to do the SE class there, but then we both got like really busy mm-hmm. and didn't get time to put shit together. Yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I remember that too. But then also, like you know, I probably shouldn't just go hang out in Europe for like two and a half weeks in the middle of like when the security season's starting to get busy because you know I have a business that I should run. <laughs> you can. Well, no, I'll leave. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Th- thanks for leaving that one. P- appreciate it. Yeah, I'll stop. What I can outsource it to Trustwave. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know if you want to. Yeah, no, that's all right. I think I'll stick with the. Us doing it. I, see, look at how nice I am. Yeah, thanks. Uh, okay, well, I think that being said, we'll probably end up uh, just wrapping this up as a as a short episode, um, just because I I, t- I totally agree, man. Like, you got to please do source code review. I I, I <laughs> all right, well, hold on. A actually, actually, while you're gathering your thoughts, one of the things no, that I was no I really liked say. about what he was talking about um, is the fact that. That it'll actually educate them on on what they did wrong and how to fix it. So like it's it's not just like apply this patch. It's it's here's what you did wrong. Here's how you should have done this. I mean, it, there's actual education involved. Right. Uh, I was just thinking. So I I decided to put together this this speech um, <coughs> called "So You Think You're Doing Something in Security." Yeah, I remember. Um, that. So the the outline of the speech, right? Application testing. Mm-hmm. If you're doing, if you're not doing automated, manual code review and some type of virtual patching, which like WAFs and stuff like that, right. you're you're not taking care of AppSec. Period. Pen testing. If you're not doing client side attacking, you're not doing board dialing. You're not doing data targeted approaches opposed to perimeter and or IP targeted approaches. Right. You're not doing good pen testing. If you are a client or you are a pen tester and you're saying, give me the number of IPs to hack, it's not a good pen test, period. There you go. There, you want a delineation on like how to pick a good pen test or not? There it is. Now, I know that everybody needs something for costing and everything else, and there's ways to work that out to get understandings. But if you're taking a perimeter-based approach to your pen test you're and you're, you're restricting what the pen tester can or can't go after, or they're telling you that's how you should do it, they're wrong or you're wrong. Social engineering. If you're not doing electronic using client-side, browser-side, and malicious attachment, you're not doing a good job. If you're not doing phone, you don't have frequency of testing, and you don't have all of the types of testing defined beforehand, you're bullshitting. It's not an engineering method. Stop it. Do work the right way. Red team testing. If you're not doing that, you're not actually getting into a fight at all. 
Like, you're directing how that should go. You're saying, you know, hey, Doc, I want you to, you know, come and look at me, and I got a headache, but you can only look at my finger. Like, that's silly. Let these people who know what they're doing do their job. If you don't have confidence in these people knowing what they're doing, fire them and get somebody who does. You should be paying them. Fire them. They're working for you. Shit can them. Who cares? Get the work that you're supposed to do. Red team testing should be open scope. You should have a full section on passive intelligence gathering. You should be doing documentation and metadata finding and finding and defining an information perimeter. You should be looking at external intel. You should be seeing if you could do some brand jacking and steal things from the brand. Good. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to pick on you for saying the P word. What? Perimeter. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> perimeter drinking game. Yay. Oh, God. Um, That's, we should do that. Red team testing should also include physical penetration testing. Can I get into the building? If I can, that's not good. Third-party intelligence gathering. You should be able to try and deploy unauthorized assets for data leakage. Use what we call RIST, right? Remote intelligence security and surveillance technologies like CD drops, USB drops, rogue wireless access points, the wall plug PCs, all that stuff. You need to be testing these things. This is what the real world operates on. So don't, you know... Again, wave your giant I'm a badass and security flag if you're doing half-ass security work. I mean, it's great that you're doing it, but but don't go out and, and make these falsehoods and say, just because I did a VA scan using found suck on the outside and it didn't find shit because it's my PCI compliance, I'm secure. Like, you really need to think about these things because this is how you're actually going to get attacked. And if you want to replicate those attacks, replicate them. Don't do some, you know, cheesy Barry Manilow edition of, you know, some crappy song and, and <laughs> tell everybody that it's yours. Like, get it done. Well, and let's be fair. You know, the, the more exotic stuff, the red teaming, the social engineering, I, I'll, I'm calling it exotic. You know, I mean, I don't really consider it that way, but it's not pen testing. It's not normal. Um, I wouldn't even say you have to get that once a year. It's something you could rotate. You know, like one year you do a social engineering test, and the sure. next year you do a red team test, and the next year you do uh, information gathering, you know, kind of... Passive intelligence. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and I agree, but people need to realize that these types of services are out there and get out of the, you know, five, ten years ago idea of, oh, I'll just have a pen test. Well, five or ten years ago, they were still trying to figure out what a firewall was. <sighs> well, even, or, or oh, I'm just going to have an app assessment. Dude, trust me, you take an app assessment and then you give Veracode your source code and watch what gives you more fruitful results. I'll bet all of my paycheck on Veracode, all of it, everything I own, all right? It's, you know, you got to look at these things. There's, there's new ways of looking at information. There's higher technologies. There's ways to look at things in depth and not have these traditional kind of hands-off approach. I mean, you're hiring these testers to be on your side, let them be on your side and find everything that they can be. So in, in addition to my, you know, what, what I guess I'll have to call the top five of testing that you should be doing but probably aren't, uh, the fifth one is information criticality analysis. All right? This is totally opposite of all of these other tech terms. This is when you can go through, you can look at your organization from a business perspective, and say, these are the things that run my business, my ERP system, my, you know, CVS because I built code, my, you know, HR environment, my email, my 
domain servers, my whatever, right? And you list all these things down and you go through and you define how critical they are to the business operation, to the business actually running and making money. Because if you build a security program based on what can be secured, what can't be, you're just going to spend money and do nothing. You're just going to spin your wheels and you're going to dump a fuck ton of money into it. It's going to be a big giant money pit. And at the end of the day, you're not even going to be able to screw Goldie Hawn because you're going to be in the fucking, you know, was that house the money pit? That right? wasn't Goldie Hawn. Whoever it was. Shelly Long. She- uh, no, Shelly. I thought it was Goldie Hawn. No, Shelly Long. It was a girl was from it? Cheers. It was a lady from Cheers. Really? Yeah. Well, whatever. I'm not Tom Hanks, so I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> so you, you classify these things with relevance to their business, right? Then when you figure out, okay, I've got a shit ton of things to fix in this environment, you go to your classification ranking and you go, hey, look, this one's more important to business. So we need to fix it first. You know, so I, I hate when, when people say, oh, I've got all these things to fix. How am I supposed to figure out what's supposed to be for? Dude, criticality analysis instantly will tell you where you can get your most bang for your buck. Stop doing all the math, RTI, RTO, times are going to get compromised, plus this, minus the fucking lunar vector of your birthday. and Like, I don't know what the fuck That's half of these crazy. risk guys do, right? Like, make it fucking easy. It's the new, new math. The new, 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 new math. <laughs> like, with an umlaut. So, so you know, uh, again, my, my, my top five of things is app testing, pen testing, social engineering, red teaming, and info criticality analysis. But each one of those obviously have a much deeper and broader base than is commonly accepted today. So... I think tying in back to what Veracode does, there's there's lots of different types of testing you can do. Mix it up. Flip the grip. Please. Yeah, you flipping the grip. You'll enjoy flipping the grip. I mean, the, the grip flip. It's just, that's where, that's the source of all happiness. Speaking of source, that is the source oh. of happiness. <laughs> that's a good plug for the conference. Wow. Checking I, out. Yeah. Time to go. Time to go. Later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>